Welcome to Indie Comics, where creators come together to talk about what matters. Each episode, comic creators will have a conversation about an important topic, like the proud moments and pitfalls of the creative process, how to write impactful stories that connect with audiences, or even a first-hand review of the current independent comics landscape. Hear directly from your favorite creators as they share insights and experiences from behind the pages of their comics. But the podcast is just the beginning. A longer version of each episode is available on YouTube, and you can see the creators react to different content from comic panels, covers, and much more. Just search for Indie Comics on YouTube. In this episode, we have Hannibal Taboo and Michael Tanner talk about dialogue in comics. Let's hear it from our guests. I'm Hannibal Taboo. I'm the head comics reviewer at BleedingCool.com, winner of the 2012 Top Cow Talent Hunt, 2019 Cultural Trailblazer Award from the City of Los Angeles Department of Cultural Affairs, and I'm currently the writer, a co-writer of MPLS Sound from Human Noise Publishing, Time Core from Wonderman Comics, and the upcoming War Medicine from uh, also Wonderman Comics, which will be coming this year. In November, you can buy Project Wildfire from Second Sight Publishing in your local comic book shops. And I may have some more surprises this summer just to heat things up for you. Keep an eye out on HannibalTaboo.com. Hey, I'm Michael Tanner. I'm a co-creator of Junior Braves of the Apocalypse and co-writer of Orcs in Space. Uh, which is available now from your local comic book store. Also, I'm host of Burn After Pitching here on the Grand Geek Gathering Network. What makes good dialogue? Good dialogue is very hard to do. You can choose to closely mimic actual conversational rhythms, and then you'll get stuck in periphery. I'm not going to name any names, but we've definitely seen that in comics. Uh, on the other hand, if you're too stiff, the characters are boring. and You know, you're just reading what I need to say to get to the next plot point, which is not engaging. The goal is to balance characters saying things that both move the plot forward and reveal who they are in the process. Captain America or Superman or Wonder Woman, they make motivational speeches. Deadpool and Spider-Man, they make jokes. Vader, threat. All of these are intentional choices that have to be wielded very carefully or you can get caught up either one way or another, too plot heavy, too character heavy. It's always a balancing act and it's a, a difficult one at best. So definitely kudos to everybody who gets it right. And I don't even know if I'm among that number sometimes. Okay, I think comics are a very interesting uh, medium for when it, com when it comes to dialogue. Uh, I think it's a really a case of the writer um, making a kind of poetry and thinking about the beats of how someone's gonna read something in their head. Also, I think a lot of it falls on the letterer to really convey how the dialogue is going to uh, appear on the page and how a reader is going to interpret it. So I think good dialogue often relies on like, I've heard it, heard it said, don't make your word balloons lo longer than a tweet, but that was when tweets were much shorter. So you wanna kind of keep it concise while conveying all the information in a way that will stand out. But you also have to keep in mind having your characters have unique voices. Uh, Marv Wolfman always says that when, when he was writing Teen Titans, if, you, if there was a panel that just showed the Teen Titans ship flying and you just saw word balloons coming off of it, you had to be able to tell who was saying each line, regardless of being able to like, with, uh, regardless of the bubble pointing to the right person, because the bubble was just pointing to a ship, it wasn't pointing to the individual team member. So you, you got to make your dialogue fit each character and really sell it so a reader understands what a character is saying and that their point of view comes across in the dialogue. And if you do, if you do that well, it's going to be very memorable. You can also kind of use some of the tricks that other writers, um, larger name writers use, which is a lot of repetition and a lot of like back and forth to really hit points home. Uh, you'll see it like in television and movies, Aaron Sorkin does this kind of thing a lot. 
some comic book writers will also do it. Uh, it's memorable because it relies on repetition and getting a rhythm stuck in your head. So you can, there's two, basically there's two ways, repetition and just having a very good uh, writer and letterer working together to really kind of make it poetry on the page. What is your process on a new project? On a new project, I start with character write-ups. These are really extensive character write-ups, like official handbook of the Marvel Universe style, but with much more detail, like what were they like as kids? How they change? What's their favorite song? I have to thank publisher Nate Wonderman, uh, who works with me on a lot of books that I've done, for helping me flesh that out. Because even when I'm doing it for uh, tabletop role-playing games, I use the same format, so I know the characters inside now. Once I've done that, and I know what their shoe size is, and I know who they took to prom or whatever, I then do a little shorthand for each one, which is just three bullet points, no more than three words on each one. That's a primer for myself, so when I walk away from the project and come back, I can reorient myself as to what the heck am I talking about? Again, with tabletop role-playing games, that's clutch, because immediately I can be like, oh, you're the pompous voice. Oh, I can do that. And so on and so forth, so I have to change in that regard. Then comes outline which is where, for me, the real creative work is done. I like to say outlines like using the app Wave. They're the map and not the territory, and they show me which way I'm going. Characters have to make sense in the outline, uh, and I have to be able to balance subplots and acts and story beats. So at that point, if I see a character saying, okay, you're kind of taking over this because you're so charismatic, what can I do to pump up another character to play off that? Uh, that's where those solutions are found, in the outlining. After that, scripting is almost a mechanical process for me. It's a love letter from myself to the artist in hopes that they will convey my madness out to the world and all of you. I prefer full script personally because when I do plot first, I've done it a couple times, but it makes me feel like I'm doing the same work twice, just I'm doing some of it later on, and that's really time consuming and annoying to me because I'm like, I did this story already. I know what this story is. And I don't need that kind of frustration. Uh, so I, I prefer full script, and, and when I do it this way, I'm able to make incremental progress, which for somebody with a full-time job and with a family and everything is super important. I'm able to walk away from it and immediately say, what was I doing? Got it. Okay, great. And boom, jump right back into it. That kind of certainty has made me be able to turn out more consistent product, more consistent stories that are closer to what the original vision is in my head. So I am premise-based uh, when I start out. So I always think of like, what story do I want to tell? So whether it's, you know, kids fighting zombies, I'm like, okay, I want to do a kids fighting zombies story. And then I work backwards to think of like, well, what kind of characters serve that story? Uh, and then sort of work backwards to that, create the cast, and think about how those character dynamics are going to play to tell the story I want to tell. Uh, also think about um, sort of what the theme of the story is um, and how and craft characters that are going to help me explore that theme. So um, sometimes it'll go uh, something real basic where I just have a very simple premise um, and then think about, okay, this is my main character. This is what my main character is like. And then I will... Uh, a lot of the time just in my head for a while, just outline in my head what the what the story is. And sometimes it'll take a while before I even decide to actually start writing stuff down because uh, I'll have to decide if I really like this premise enough to continue working on it. Um, and if I do, then I, I go to outline. Um, 
because the character stuff is still living in my head. So I'll do an outline. And then once an outline is done, I will go back to do more backfill with characters, fleshing them out. And that can lead to changing the outline based on like, oh, this character, like in my head now, I've got this character more like this. And so that would change this plot element. So I have to kind of go back and rework it. Um, so premise, outline, character stuff, and then uh, go into scripting. Um, and then, you know, do as much as I can. And sometimes it does require rewriting. Sometimes it, it requires rethinking uh, elements of the premise and the outline. Uh, but th that's my process. You can find my reviews every week on bleedingcool.com. Likewise, you can also check me on the Nerdorama with Mo and Tawala podcast on iHeartRadio. That's every Wednesday by about 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you will also find, as I noted, Project Wildfire in your local comic book stores this November from Second Sight Publishing. Please look for that in previews in September. You will see soon War Medicine online, which is the new supernatural western from Wonderman Comics. I've got my ongoing series, Time Core, which is a science fiction book from Wonderman Comics. Issue 16 is on all your local, uh, all your online booksellers as well. And of course, MPLS Sound and Humanoids Publishing. Uh, co-written with Joe Illich, and that's available right now. All right, you can find me on my website, buymicheltainer.com. Uh, also, check out my new series, Orcs in Space, available in comic shops now. And listen to me on Burn After Pitching, uh, my comedy pitching podcast uh, from the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Indie Comics. Remember, we're more than just a podcast. Tune in on YouTube by searching for Indie Comics. I-N-D-I-C-O-M-I-X and watch the extended show in all its glory. Thanks for listening in. Please rate, review, and subscribe to let us know what you think. And you can also find articles, videos, and so much more on our website, thegrandgeeks.com. Don't forget to follow Indie Comics on Facebook for more information and bonus clips. Have a great week, and GGG! Grand Geek Gathering